Hello, my name is Michaela. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Paul Ward, where Paul answers common questions he has gotten in his 20 years as a real estate agent in Ventura County. This week's topic is very timely and at the top of a lot of people's minds, and that is seller concessions. But first, let's thank the sponsors that make 15 Minutes with Paul Ward possible. Yes, uh, thank you, Michaela. So our we have to thank our sponsors, of course, the Escrow Hub and the Money Store. So thank you so much, sponsors. And I'm Excellent. excited to uh, discuss this topic with you. Great. So let's get super, super basic. In a nutshell, what are what are seller concessions? Sure. I describe a seller concession as anything a seller gives to a buyer to seal the deal to make the deal happen of course uh you know the number one item that folks negotiate on any transaction is price that's always number one but there are other items that come into play to um you know make that transaction go through and so kind of overall all-encompassing uh term for that is concessions and this can happen up front when the offer is first presented to a seller, um, or it could happen after price has already been negotiated and there's a little bit of a gap between what the seller is seeking and what the buyer is offering. And so in addition to, of course, the price, there are other items that can be negotiated and these are you know, overall considered concessions. What are the three categories of concessions? Sure. I, I, I put concessions into three categories. The big one, of course, is, you could probably guess, is money. Yep. Okay. Money is number one. Um, number two, I would say, is our repairs. Okay. Of course, money also comes into play because repairs have costs, but those would be costs that the uh, seller incurs something that the buyer really wants repaired. We can talk about that. Mm -hmm. And the third category, uh, which would be further down the line, would be the all-encompassing stuff, would be personal property that would not be real property attached to the land, but would be personal property owned by the seller that they could take with them that the buyer really, really wants. And sometimes, you know, emotions run high and that transaction comes down to a piece of personal property that had nothing to do with the real estate. But, um, you know, it's a concession to to seal the deal, so to speak. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. I can't wait for some examples later on. Sure. Um, what are the benefits of seller concessions and why would the seller even want to pay towards the buyer's pest inspection? Sure. So pest inspection is in the, I would put in the category of repair. Okay. okay. So um, pest inspection, uh, which was kind of termite, you know, all encompassing, we say termite, but um, so pest inspection slash termite repair is actually required for some types of loans. Uh, VA and uh, FHA loans typically require a termite clearance. Hmm. It was, uh, and still is very common for 
a seller to provide a buyer with a termite clearance, but it's actually not required uh, for most transactions. So it's still customary that a seller cover that cost, but it's not required. So sometimes, um, you know, it's left out of the contract and sometimes a seller will give the buyer a credit for those repairs in lieu of actually doing the work. So there's different ways that we can approach that particular repair item. There are other repairs that would be considered concessions as well. Um, <clears throat> one out in the country, selling you know lots of country properties, mm -hmm. uh, we have sept se a lot of properties have septic tanks. They're not connected to the sewer system. So yeah. having the sewer system inspected um, during escrow or even before you list the property is actually the, the best way to do that. Um, and then taking care of any repairs or even replacement of the system, if it's <clears throat> dysfunctional, that would be a, <clears throat> a seller concession that would be offered, offered to the buyer. And uh, not to get too graphic, but um, the, the buyer doesn't want to pay for the seller's poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, can, you can replace that word. Um, but uh, that that's a that's a big one. If you're if you don't have a sewer system and you're attached to a septic system, um, typically the seller will be on the hook for at least an inspection. Um, but more often than not, that would be an item that they would repair or replace if it if it's uh, if it's called for. Um, there are all kinds of other repairs. So a buyer is going to do a home inspection. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes a seller will do a pre-listing inspection. And just because they want to get a heads up on what's wrong with their home, there's a little window when a buyer might know even more than the seller because the buyer's paid for this home inspection report. And then all of a sudden, the price has already been negotiated, property's already in escrow, and the buyer drops this big report to the seller and says, here's a 50-page report with all kinds of pictures, and I want 25 of these items you know, fixed or replaced. And so the seller is kind of like a deer in the headlights. They've already negotiated the price. And now all of a sudden the buyer is asking for so much more. So that's kind of a second round of negotiation. And there are, you know, certain tricks of the trade to uh, deal with that situation if you're, you know, working with the seller. Um, but you also have to, you know, keep both parties happy to keep the transaction going. Sometimes those those requests are very unreasonable, and so you have to, you know, also guide your client that way. Um, but but any repairs would also be considered a or credit in lieu of repairs would okay. be considered a uh, concession that the seller would give to the buyer. What are concessions like now compared to maybe just two years ago? Sure. So it's kind of flipped on its head, right? So COVID was very interesting here in Ventura County. Uh, I say it was the perfect storm. So Los Angeles County has about 10 million people. California, if you think about it, has about 40 million people. So 25% of all Californians live in one county, uh, Los Angeles County. And here in Ventura County, right next door, we have less than a million. So COVID was interesting because there were three things that happened that kind of created this perfect storm. 
One was the fear of COVID itself, right? I mean, in the, in the beginning, people were panicking. You know, we, we were all going to die from COVID. Um, that was a, a fear that people had, and they wanted to move out to the country to be in less densely populated areas. Uh, number two was interest rates were incredibly low. They were historically low. I mean, residential rates um, were as low as, you know, 2.65, 2.7, just just unheard of, uh, just an incredible opportunity for buyers to, to purchase with these great rates. And then the big kicker was when the boss said, hey, don't come to the office, mm -hmm. work from home. So people in Los Angeles were like, wow, I can go to where it's less crowded. I can buy a house with these great rates and I don't have to commute. I can work from the dining room table. So all of these things were, you know, meshed together for a year and a half or longer. And so it created this, this perfect storm. So the concessions were almost flipped on their head. Um, if folks recall, there really were no open houses happening for two years. One was, of course, COVID. You're not going to really have an open house with COVID surging. And the second thing was sell, properties were just selling right away. I mean, there were 15 offers, 10 offers, 20 offers. It was just craziness. So the concessions were almost flipped on their head. It was basically the buyers giving the sellers a concession. Okay. And I, I would say that, you know, offering above asking price in some ways is a concession, right? If you're asking, you know, $700,000 for your home and the buyer offers you $725, hey, that's a concession. Or a buyer says to a seller, um, I'll pay your closing costs. I don't want to, you know, pay property taxes on that extra $25,000 forever, uh, but I'm willing to pay your closing costs. If closing costs are $15,000, um, I'll give you a credit towards closing costs. So lots of tricks of the trade. But now, you know, COVID is greatly diminished and the pandemic is pretty much, let's say, over or almost over. Mm -hmm. And... Um, now we're kind of, you know, back to a, a, a normal situation where the sellers are essentially giving more concessions than the than the buyers would be giving. Um, so the second uh, category would be money. OK, and rates, of course, have jumped up dramatically. They went up again this week. Um, they're going to stay high for the foreseeable future. You know, gone are the days of 2.7, 3.5, 4% rates. We're now, you know, in the high sixes, approaching seven, expected um, <clears throat> to go up again uh, early 2023. So what can a seller do to encourage a buyer to purchase their home versus somebody else's home? And that's where concessions come in. Okay. On the monetary side, um, in addition to the repairs that we talked about, they can give money. Okay. And how do you do that? Um, one is you can pay for a buyer's closing costs okay or a portion of the buyer's closing costs that's money that the buyer does not have to pay out of pocket um, which they have to pay out of pocket above and beyond the purchase price okay there's escrow fees and closing costs and loan origination fees and those types of things um, they can certainly do a price reduction okay if they're asking seven maybe they're willing to take an offer of 650 or 675 Okay, that you could put that into the ca category of concession. Um, 
so, you know, money is, of course, always the big one. And um, we talked about repairs. Maybe they're a little bit more generous than they would have been during COVID, right? Maybe the buyer's repair list is a little bit longer. And um, so the seller is a little bit more flexible with those repair items than they would have been, you know, just even eight months ago. Wow. Have you had any extreme cases? Like anything like that just blew your mind for seller concessions? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so I would put uh, probably my most extreme would be in the kind of personal property category, not in the uh, money category or the repair category. Um, and that was when the seller gave the buyer their dog. What? <laughs> yes. Now it might sound extreme. Um, it is a little extreme, but of course there's always kind of backstory. This was a uh, a large, you know, 20 plus acre ranch. It was a uh, equestrian horse ranch. And um, the dog had grown up on this ranch. It never knew anything else other than living out in the country and really just kind of stayed around the property. He didn't run away. He wasn't really fenced in. And um, they, they knew that this dog, the seller knew that this dog was not going to really have a happy life if all of a sudden he was confined into a you know, a normal size backyard, having grown up and lived on this, you know, 20 acre property his whole entire life. So they, they knew that the best choice um, was to leave the dog with the property. Wow. And uh, they weren't expecting that, but, you know, the buyer asked, it just kind of like the, the dog just kind of fit naturally into the environment. And so, you know, it made sense, but that would probably be my most extreme. I have had transactions where interestingly the deal has almost fallen through over personal property um you know typically in the farm properties there's usually a tractor and um you know sometimes that tractor has been um you know the kid the the child of the of the seller wants it so it's not available um and sometimes um you know a buyer will purchase the tractor from the seller but sometimes just to kind of close that gap, you know, between what the seller is seeking price-wise and what the buyer is offering, maybe just to close that gap, just to sweeten the deal, um, that tractor, you know, comes into play or, you know, gators, quads, golf carts, tools, um, those types of things, personal property, um, you know, could, could fall in the category of concession. Um, if it's to kind of close the the gap on price. Nice. Wow. You've, you've given us a lot of information about seller concessions, what they are examples. Um, but what is your advice for a seller in today's market? Well, in today's market, it's, I mean, again, the market has really shifted and continues to shift. I mean, I think we really are going to, it really is going to be a buyer's market in 2023. So, you know, sellers should really think, um, what can they offer, you know, up front to entice a buyer to, you know, take a serious look at their property? Um, pricing, of course, is number one. Got to price your property correctly or you're just going to be kind of fish out of water and, you know, sitting there collecting dust. Um, but what else can you offer to sweeten the deal? Is that paying for closing costs? Are there some uh, cool personal items that you're willing to part with? Um, what kind of repairs are you willing to, to take on? 
and then, you know, at the end of the day, it, it really is going to be a challenge for sellers um, for the foreseeable future. So just, you know, be flexible and, uh, you know, keep your eye on the big picture, right? You don't, if you really, if your goal really is to move, um, you know, do what you need to do, but just kind of, you know, realize that you're going to be flexible. Of course, you don't want to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want anybody to kind of pull the, the rug out from underneath you, but just kind of know going in that, you're going to have to show flexibility to really make that deal happen. And then, you know, buyers are going to be driving the train for a while. You know, sellers have been in charge for, gosh, you know, almost 10 years, if not longer. And so it really is shifting. And I think there are going to be a lot of opportunities for buyers. You know, I, I just negotiated a couple of transactions that were significantly below the asking price, uh, challenging properties. Uh, these sellers did want to sell. And, um, you know, these were cash buyers with very quick escrows. So that can be attractive to both parties, right? Uh, mm -hmm. If a seller has a, a monthly mortgage and other costs related to taking care of a property, um, maybe taking a little bit less on the, on the sale price is worth that quick close because you no longer have that monthly expense hanging over your head for the next, you know, several months or even, or even longer. Right. Well, thank you, Paul. That wraps up this episode of 15 Minutes with Paul Ward. Don't forget to subscribe and never miss a future episode. Paul's contact information is in the show notes. And if you have a suggestion for future episodes, we, we welcome those. Drop us an email. Um, also, if you have a few minutes, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free for you, and it goes a long way in helping people discover the podcast. Thanks, Michaela. Thank you.